Hello, everyone. It's Barbara Rosconi. Welcome to another episode of Growing Social Now. And I am so excited to have as my guest, Leslie Marshall. Leslie is a friend that I've had for years. I don't even know how many Leslie, but you know, when I think about all the times I've had with you, it's kind of a mixture of really fun times at, at Social Media Club Chicago yeah, events. Yeah. One of my uh, favorites. Yeah. Oh, that, just the best. And then, you know, um, seeing you in Morningstar this building in your lovely event space, sitting in that theater. We were there together too, running into you at Tech Week events. I mean, <laughs> it was like you were one of the people to be seen on the tech scene. And uh, let me tell you just a tiny bit about Leslie here. She's responsible for the Morningstar brand and technology experience at Morningstar conferences and events around the world. And she is a champion for social media within the organization. Leslie leads Morningstar's global social media strategy. That is a big job. <laughs> Leslie and her team are the winners of two CVENT Excellence Awards and five Aussie Awards. Leslie serves on the board of directors of the American Marketing Association Chicago chapter as president-elect. She is a frequent guest speaker on topics of marketing, technology, and social media at events, conferences, and universities. And prior to joining Morningstar, Leslie spent 14 years in the publishing industry in a variety of marketing, new business development, and editorial roles. So everyone, please welcome Leslie Marshall, the head of experiential marketing at Morningstar. <laughs> oh, thank you, Barb. It's so fun to talk to you. I do feel like this is so friendly and like just old friends, right? It's And that's the best part about why I love social is it really brings people together. And even through social media, I get to keep up with you and your where you are now, we, you know, before the call, we talked about your move to North Carolina, and mm -hmm. I still feel so connected to you because of social media. So it really does keep people connected. It really does. And it, it just keeps those friendships warm and um, <laughs> stable, you know, which is lovely. And so let's talk a little bit about getting together. And, you know, it's been a year, geez, two years where events have just decided to go all virtual, maybe a tiny bit hybrid. But Morningstar decided that you would take your Morningstar investment, investment conference, it's hybrid, but you also mm -hmm. had, I think, over 800 people in attendance in Chicago. So yeah, it was, yep, it was over um, 800, about 700 just like paid and comp attendees. Um, the other 100 or so were from Morningstar. Um, yeah, that was such a big milestone for us. And, you know, we haven't had a live event in Chicago since June of 2019. So, wow. Um, for us both psychologically as well as um, just being able to serve our customers, being able to have a live event um, was a huge, huge win for the company. And I think a win for investors, our mission is to empower investors, empower the advisors who serve them as well. And for mm -hmm. us to be able to get together in person as well as host a digital conference for those who couldn't travel or it was more convenient for them to join us digitally um, was a big win. We also had 1400 people join us digitally. So. Wow. Um, it was really fun to see the numbers come in and look at who's watching online, who has showed up in person. Mm -hmm. And the way we've developed the program, um, clients, uh, conference attendees can watch the content through October 24th. So um, they can watch sessions they missed or they can watch sessions that they want to get CE credits for and keep learning throughout the month of October. I love that. And your title is head of experiential marketing. And for everyone who doesn't know, and I know there are lots of definitions, what is experiential marketing at Morningstar? Well, I sit with central marketing um, and um, really focused on the brand. I'm part of the brand team. And so we really think about what is the Morningstar brand experience? How do we, and how do we bring that to life through our events? And so we think about 
um, elements of our brand, including trustworthiness, transparency, um, a tr trust, all of those things are key parts of our brand. And we think about how to bring those to life through the content that we put together for our mm -hmm. events, the accessibility of the content. Um, we wanna surprise and delight our conference attendees. So what types of things might we um, send them in advance of the conference? Uh, what do we do with that? What do we give to them, um, offer them on site? Mm -hmm. um, everything, and even into our design team is so talented, the way they think about lighting and how that um, shows up in terms of uh, communing the idea of transparency and light, um, giving light to com um, com complex topics. So they're always thinking about even on the design side, what, what our brand means and how we bring that to life. So it really is about the brand experience. And then on a global level, it's not just what happens in Chicago where we're headquartered, but where our events take place around the world, we want we want investors around the world to have that same great brand experience. So our team partners with our teams that are on the ground in those different markets to still host great content um, with a great technology experience and a great in-person experience. So um, it's a really dynamic role and um, I'm lucky to be partnering with great colleagues around the world to deliver great experiences. That's fantastic. And, and I'm just curious, how do you bring light into your brand? I love that. And I'm like, how do you do that? I know your yeah. office space is very light. You walk in, it's very airy. It's beautiful. Yeah. So it's, you know, I can't speak to that as, as much um, as I'm not on that piece of it, but it's, it is things like glass walls and transparency. Mm -hmm. You be able to see into rooms, mm -hmm. see through the space. Um, so the, the elements that I experience as an employee, I definitely see um, light, transparency, clarity, even mm -hmm. offices are designed. And I, I guess that probably goes through, um, employee engagement as well. You want to be transparent and uh, how, do you have an employee engagement program? How does that work at Morningstar? Um, we have a great communications team. I think um, throughout the pandemic, we've had um, a lot of communication around, you know, how we are managing as people moved, you know, we all work, went, moved to work from home scenarios. And as we're coming out of the pandemic and thinking about how do we come back to the office, the idea around transparent communication, uh, we have our theme for coming back to the office is Morningstar Onward. And really? how do we want to define the future of work and the future mm -hmm. of the way Morningstar wants to work and our employees want to work. And um, I have to give a lot of credit to our um, employee communications team and the groups that are involved in helping prepare people come back to work, as well as all the surveys and all the input that they want from attendees to, again, think about how do we define work. And uh, I've had lots of conversations with our head of design um, and our head of office design and workplace design to discuss, again, how do we bring experiences into the workplace so that the workplace is a destination. Now mm -hmm. that we know that you can be productive anywhere in the world, you don't have to be sitting at a desk in London, in Sydney, in Chicago, mm -hmm. in Mumbai. Um, but we can, you know, there is a purpose to the office. There is a purpose coming and coming together that and has benefits that you don't get from working from home. So thinking through how we define the future of work and thinking through um, the, the things that my team is focused on as experiences, could we bring more experiences into the office and make again the office a destination um, and, and elevate that experience. It's more than just sitting at your desk working. And so um, we're, we're in the process of thinking through those things as we come out of the pandemic and think about what the future of work looks like. How, it, how much 
of your employee workforces back at work? Are your offices open all over or do you have phased reentry? Yeah, it's, it's gone in phases. Right now, we're still on a voluntary um, through the month of October where, um, you know, please come back to the office. Please get comfortable with coming back to mm -hmm. the office. They haven't started requiring people to come back into the office because they've been really preparing um, the office sites themselves um, mm -hmm. in terms of desk reconfigurations. They've been um, just preparing, um, you know, looking at vaccination rates, looking at the different, you know, phases where we are, um, COVID, COVID rates um, in various areas. So right now we're in a phase where please come back to the office, get, get that office muscle, you know, mm -hmm. working again, um, but also being flexible. You know, if people have young children or mm -hmm. they, they have their own concern, health concerns that they don't want to bring things home to, you know, parents that they may be caring for, um, there's a flexible approach too. And in November, they're looking at us to commit to a certain number of days at work, um, but that hasn't mm -hmm. been set in stone and in, in that you have to come back to the office five days a week. Mm -hmm. um, and each business group has also get, been given some autonomy around what works for your, your group and your, mm -hmm. your business. So one way that I'm personally approaching it with my team is, um, it is very events focused given the nature of our work. Um, where, where do we need to work to be most effective that week? So during okay. the week of the Morningstar Investment Conference and the weeks leading up to that, my team was in the office more often because we did need to collaborate mm -hmm. and work more closely together. We certainly were, on, there was a group of us on site working at the conference. There was another group of people working off site on the supporting the digital event. Next week, we have our company meeting and an executive strategy meeting. And those of us who need to be in those, those workplaces or those event spaces will come to work for those days. So. That, that's the approach that I'm taking with my team is where do we need to work? Where mm -hmm. do we need to be? And what type of work do we need to be doing? And then we can decide um, if you're most effective at home for that work, that's great. But if we need to be in the office for important meetings and, and collaborating, we'll, we'll come into the office for those things. That's such a thoughtful approach. Yeah, I've, I've been Morningstar's leadership team um, has been very thoughtful about it. I've been as an employee, Mm -hmm. I've really appreciated their taking this opportunity to really, what can we learn from it mm -hmm. and what innovations are coming out of this time? Wow. It must feel good to work for a company like that. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I've, you know, I just celebrated 15 years in August working for oh, Morningstar. And yes. um, the reason I've stayed there as long as I have has certainly been, um, certainly the, been the management as well mm -hmm. as just opportunities for growth and the way that they treat employees. So employees are probably, it sounds like they're pretty satisfied and happy. How is social um, contributing to the employee experience and how do you bring the employees in to get that brand out there and share the trust and the light and all those great values that you have? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, Barb, when we first met, um, it was through Social Media Club Chicago. Social was just getting started. Nobody believed many... to go anywhere, remember? I know, <laughs> yeah, nobody like believed. Martians, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, please follow me. You know, that yeah, was a exactly. funny phrase to ask like, somebody to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think about how it started, you know, the last, mm -hmm. since then, um, I have a great team and a great partner, um, a woman named Katrina Delianis has really been kind of my partner arm in arm and building the foundations of social media at Morningstar, setting up our corporate accounts globally. Mm -hmm. And then the last two or three years, we've worked closely with our digital teams on other opportunities. Okay, so we've got this great foundation of, you know, right. kind of how to put content out there through corporate accounts. 
but understanding that people, um, individuals like ourselves, investors who follow us, they're really excited to talk to um, our analysts, our researchers, the people that um, know a lot about retirement, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, um, what's going on with cryptocurrency. You know, they want to speak to the experts. So um, McKenna uh, Birkin and Katrina Delianis on, on our corporate team have really put together a great program that supports employee engagement um, that's also compliant. So we've evaluated, we've deployed a, a technology called Sprinkler. Um, so that helps us, all the content from our analysts runs through runs through mm -hmm. Sprinkler. So we have the right record keeping. We support those employees with training. And then one of the things I love, I'm a data geek. So I love seeing all the data that comes through and not only now do we know what Morningstar's footprint is and engagement in social, we also know that the, the what the employee, is, this, this group of employees is contributing to that engagement. And many times um, the types of engagement and the conversation they're having is quite a bit higher than the Morningstar brand. And it's because Real. you know, wow. they can ask our experts questions about mm -hmm. a new report that's come out about mm -hmm. um, sustainable investing. Why should I invest in it? Help me understand it. Um, help me, you know, debunk myths around it. You know, our experts can jump into those conversations and have sometimes some pretty heated debates mm -hmm. um, and some good conversation. And um, I, again, that drives that engagement. People want to connect with people. And I think that's been the same since uh, we started social and mm -hmm. we're, we've been really building on that. And that's one of the things that we'll be making more investments in as I look at our 2022 planning is more investments and in supporting more employee engagement on social media. Well, that's great. It sounds like your employees are almost like in-house influencers, maybe. That's a, yeah, that's, we do call them influencers. That's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Thought leaders. And that's a great, yep. great uh, goal for any company to strive for is to have people inside that can represent the brand online and social. So well, people are curious, you know, when yeah. you and I, when we started this conversation, we talked about how much more digital engagement, e-commerce engagement increased during the mm -hmm. pandemic. We've certainly seen that at Morningstar with visits to Morningstar.com, mm -hmm. engagement on our social. Um, people are looking for answers. They're looking for information. And certainly social has been a big channel for them to find um, new information, help them understand investing in the markets. And we're, we want to have a place there and be there for those conversations. Oh, that's wonderful. So let's talk about social. Let's uh, kind of broaden the scope. What are social ecosystems? I, I know you kind of mentioned that we were talking before. And what trends do you see coming up in social media that we need to watch out for as corporate communicators? Well, it's interesting how um, it, it's not just now a, a platform like, like TikTok or Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, as these platforms are they want to hold more power. They want to hold more of your kind of social pocket, if you will, social wallet, right. if you will. Yeah. Um, they want to be on your devices. They want to own the devices that you're using. So TikTok, the company ByteDance that owns TikTok, just recently acquired um, the VR device company Pico. Mm -hmm. um, that's a strong competitor to Oculus. Oculus is owned by Facebook. Facebook owns WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook itself. And like I said, they're making a big play in virtual reality. Um, through their ownership of Oculus and the devices down to the point where when we deployed um, Oculus headsets for the Morningstar Investment Conference VR experience, you have to have a Facebook account to get your Oculus account started. Really? You wow. do. There's no, of course I don't have no, one. Now I know. Wow. Yeah. So there's no workaround. But again, it's because they're creating an ecosystem around 
their social contacts. And so like I could take pictures and videos in VR of the conference and could send them out through Facebook, my Facebook account to share my experiences um, again, but they wanna keep you on the platforms in as many platforms as you can be, as well as using the devices that they want you to use. Um, and that has its ups, you know, it's nice to be, have that ecosystem, right? It's convenient mm -hmm. for you as a consumer, but as we've seen over this last, um, last week, when Facebook goes down, the whole ecosystem goes down and it affects businesses. Um, yeah. It affects, you know, and so you have to decide as an organization too, um, you have to be careful about not having your whole business reliant on, on a platform like that as upside and downside. Well, that's true. And it's funny how the world comes to a stop. It's, it's, um, it's astounding when you think about it for Facebook and, and Instagram and uh, WhatsApp to be down for six hours. It's just like, yeah, people really took notice. So um, you like to be on social media for your personal updates. I know I do, I do. too. Sometimes, <laughs> I, I, sometimes I'm going to just say I probably enjoy that a little bit more. But um, tell us what you like about your personal social media accounts and, uh, you know, what just maybe some stories of things that you've shared that have done really well or tips you'd have for people about their own personal social media. Sure. You know, one of the things, um, whether I'm talking with my colleagues about how to build their personal brand or talking with other uh, folks like yourself around people still grapple with what's my personal brand, what would I possibly share about social and what I, what I think works best is being your authentic self. Um, you know, so I love gardening. I've discovered a passion for gardening. Um, I love accessorizing. Um, I love to read. And I find that because when I share things that I'm personally excited about and my, I'm passionate about, people respond to that. Those are typically the posts that I get the most engagement on is when I share something about myself. Mm -hmm. And again, it comes back to people wanna connect with people. They want to connect with like, oh, I also love to garden and look at, you know, I had a great garden this summer too. Like some of my posts on my Leslie A. Marshall Twitter account, which reflects my work at Morningstar, when I share about my garden or my dog, you know, people are sending me information about their gardening successes mm -hmm. and the fun that they've been having this summer or fun things about their pets. And again, it's the way we connect with each other and build that digital connection. Um, mm -hmm. And I think breaks down those conversations. So next time I might think, oh, Barb loves to garden. Um, we had a great conversation. She's also a social media expert. You know, I wanna talk to her about, you know, something related to social media. So mm -hmm. it, it does help you bridge that gap and help you make deeper connections with people, make, mm -hmm. th make connections livelier, friendlier. Um, some of the other things I've seen too with, you know, our LinkedIn Live, um, we've launched a LinkedIn Live program for the American Marketing Association Chicago. Mm -hmm. Again, when we get into some more personal, tell me about what you're passionate about. Tell me what gets you up every day as a marketer. Mm -hmm. Those are the best conversations and the conversations I love to have with other fellow marketers. So again, it's that uh, who we are, bringing who we are um, to the table and through social, I think is really important. Yeah, I would agree. And so what is going on? You're the president-elect of AMA, American Marketing Association Chicago. What is going on with AMA Chicago? Uh, well, I'm so proud to be a part of the American Market Association Chicago. You know, um, one of the things that I have always loved about Social Media Club Chicago, groups like the AMA Chicago, is it is like your hometown group. It's your tribe. It's the people who get you, you know, when you're having a crazy day at work because um, you're working with a lot of analysts or financial people and maybe they don't mm -hmm. always understand what's up with marketing. What, you know, what, what are they all about? <laughs> 
you've got a tribe of people to who could commiserate with, but also motivate you, um, you know, motivate you to pursue new ideas. Um, and so one of the things I love about being on the board with the AMA Chicago is a chance to lead, a chance to listen to uh, AMA members and what they want out of the organization. We've had some great success over this pandemic and being able to offer a lot of really rich content and mm -hmm. reach people um, from lots of places. We're actually seeing people from around the country um, join AMA as well as even um, one of my colleagues out of Toronto joined AMA Chicago because she really liked the content that we were offering digitally. It really offered a, her a lot of new information. Um, so I think again, the content and the learning is key and that's something we wanna make, we wanna support your career. We wanna help you be the best marketer you can be. And, and I love being part of an organization that's committed to people's success and growth. So I'm excited about what we're doing. We're actually hosting CMO Smart this afternoon. So I'm excited to hear from some leading CMOs. Um, Brand Smart will be next spring. So being a part again of, of a group that is really committed to the marketers in Chicago and around the globe is, is exciting to me. And again, I feel like they're my tribe. <laughs> and you're a wonderful person to lead them. So yeah. Well, thank you. We've got a great leadership team. Our current president, Shannon Lee, is amazing. Um, and again, our whole board is just really committed to that, our, mm -hmm. our mission. Yeah, those board relationships are, are so incredible too, because you're really supporting the industry and really helping drive it forward. And AMA Chicago always had great events. And I think we're starting to see that with a lot of organizations around the country. The ones that the chapters that are really strong that have a lot of virtual events, maybe that's one of the side benefits from the pandemic is these virtual events are really allowing people together in a bigger place than they might have normally. Yeah, you get to connect with a larger organization. Certainly, um, I've enjoyed some events out of AMA Houston. Um, mm -hmm. They've been doing a lot with their programming. And it's just fun to see people be inspired by technology. And, and while we can't haven't been able to be together as much, what are the benefits that are coming out of out mm -hmm. of that? Yeah, I love what you're saying. And I, I, I love technology marketing, too. And it's, it's kind of hard to explain to people who don't get it. But when you're with someone who does, you just feel this kindred spirit and it's like, oh, we sing the same song. You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And that's important, <laughs> right? It's why we gravitate to, to groups, social groups, to social media. Yeah. You know, we're looking for those kindred spirits and those connections. Yeah. So Leslie, before we wrap up, do you have any words of wisdom you'd like to pass on to people who are looking to be more successful with social? Do you have any thoughts on growing social now? Any yeah, I would just recommend um, really look for opportunities to connect with your audience, um, mm -hmm. show that curiosity, ask them for feedback, ask them um, questions, the things that, how can you help them today? Um, so I think demonstrating curiosity and demonstrating that you're willing to connect and engage on social, that really drives, that really drives success. Um, if you're just constantly just pushing out content and wondering mm -hmm. why no one's engaging with you, take a step back and think about how would I like to have a conversation? And I think that will fuel your, your social, you know, more engagement in your social efforts. Yeah, that's really good advice. You have to think about the other people on the side of, on the other side of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. What's in it for them. That's a theme that yeah. we look at in our at social at Morningstar is what's in it for the, for the folks that are following you and it's mm -hmm. self-selection. They've chosen to follow you. So make it worth their time. Um, and also demonstrate that you're, you're there and you're listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. 
So on, on Growing Social Now, the last thing I ask people is, what is your word of the day? Ooh, my word of the day. That's a good one. Um, I think my word of the day is creativity. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a kitchen remodel. And so mm -hmm. looking, I've been, we've been looking at patterns and colors and textures. Um, but I also think that creativity um, inspires my work. You know, how can we do things in new ways? How can mm -hmm. we do things that we haven't done before, even if it's difficult, certainly um, with our first coming off our first hybrid experience in the US, um, the team rallied to demonstrate a lot of creative thinking in evaluating how to produce a hybrid event. And so not being afraid to look at things in new ways and, and seeing where that takes you, um, mm -hmm. will, I think is the best way to find a lot of satisfaction in what you're both personally and professionally. What an inspiring answer. Wow. <laughs> wow. And you are so creative. Everyone should follow Leslie. Do you want oh. to they can find you online because I just fo love following your Instagram. Feed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the house is so beautiful. She has these, you know, vignettes she puts together. She's just a wonderful person. So oh, we oh, thank you, Barbara. I really think I'm blushing. Um, I'm red in the I'm red in the city on Instagram. Although someone was teasing this, I had that account when I still lived in the city. I started it when I lived in in Chicago proper. Mm -hmm. We're um, in the suburbs now, so I don't know if I need to rebrand for. Red we'll in the burbs, don't listen but... to the Chicago. Six three one two. They don't believe it, but I believe you're red in the city. So you Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm red in the city on Instagram. It's all about my dogs, my garden, mm -hmm. accessories, yeah. wine, travel, um, and still work too. I, I integrate. You know, I did. I really had some fun with Instagram stories while we were at the conference. So I do integrate my work life there. Talk about the AMA Chicago, um, and on Twitter, I'm active as Leslie A. Marshall. So. And then on LinkedIn, Leslie Marshall. Yeah, link. Yeah, Leslie. I, th I still think it's A Marshall on LinkedIn as well. Yep. So. Alrighty. Well, congrats on a fantastic Morningstar Investment Conference. Thank you. Today. You did. Yes, it. we did. Yeah, the team. I mean, that what strength, what courage, you know. And, and I just think a lot of people are probably looking at Morningstar and going, wow, I can't believe it. That was so incredible. And it wasn't just having the hybrid and having all those folks. It was having all the innovations along the way. So take a look at Morningstar Investment Conference, look it up, and you'll just be astounded at all the wonderful things they have put together. And I am just thrilled and delighted because I haven't talked to Leslie in, I don't know, <laughs> maybe two years. But it feels like it was yesterday. And um, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure. And I, I want to talk to you again soon. Yes, I look forward to our next conversation, Barb, maybe over a glass of wine. <laughs> oh, that good. All right. Well, thank you for joining Growing Social Now. And remember to follow us wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Talk to you again next time. Thank you, Barb. You're welcome.